Our gospel lesson today comes from the gospel according to Mark, chapter 6, verses 30 through 44. The gospel according to Mark, chapter 6, verses 30 through 44. Let us hear God's word to us. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. Jesus said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all over town and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, Jesus saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages to buy food or something to eat. But Jesus answered to his disciples, saying, You give them something to eat. They said to him, Are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And Jesus said to them, How many loaves have you? Go and see. When they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then Jesus ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass, So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave it to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And all ate and were filled. And they they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered 5,000 men. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I remember in seminary being paired up with another student named John Peters from South India. And being sent out with him to do field work at a church for a whole semester, he was not happy to be paired up with me, with a girl, especially with me. And I was not happy to be paired up with him either. John Peters and I survived our first day of field work. He was insufferable, really, walking ahead of me and not talking to me, not even answering when I asked a question. I may have actually told you this story before. If I have, please bear with me. So at the end of the first day, I went to our professor, Father Nyanaraj, because it is an Anglican seminary we call all our professors father. The Father Nyanaraj was the field education professor and who was doing the assigning. So I went to him at the end of the day. I asked to be reassigned to work with someone else. When Father Nyanaraj asked me why, I explained. I expected him to 
very happily reassigned me with another student because after all it had been only one day. Instead the professor said to me, John Peters has already come to see me. (laughs) Told you he didn't want to be paired up with me. He asked for some other partner also, but to him I am saying no and to you I am saying no also. He went on to say to me, you two have missed the point. This is a part of your training and preparation to serve the church someday. You are not to be the one to choose who is in the church. And you are also not to be the ones who choose assignment of who goes with who. And I do. Just like when you go to serve the church, you don't get to choose who the church is and the church is, and you get to serve the way God wants you to. He said, you must learn to trust, to trust me in assigning you, pairing you up, and you must also learn to trust God because I pray before I make assignments. And you must learn to trust one another and trust the learning. So, with no um, avail to my request, I was stuck with John Peters for the whole semester. It is almost as if the story in Mark chapter 6 is an illustration of my field education professor's words about being student and learning to trust and obey God. Jesus, while here on earth, always was engaged in twofold, in a twofold task. He was both being the loving, healing, gracious presence of God, serving the needs of God's people, and at the same time, he was always training and teaching his disciples. Jesus was training his disciples for the time they would be here on earth without him. They would continue to be the loving, healing, gracious presence of God, serving the needs of God's people. In other words, the disciples would be loving God and loving neighbor. The gospel writer Mark sets this story in a lonely place where the disciples can rest after their teaching and working going among many villages. But the crowd went ahead of them and met them there. At the end of the day, the disciples got concerned about the people being hungry. I think some of those 12 disciples must have been people sort of like me. They may also, they also must have thought that the people learn better and concentrate better and laugh better and listen better if their tummies were not so empty. Some of them must have been secret cooks always on the lookout for captive guests for whom to cook. Jesus used the moment of disciples' concern for the people's hunger to train his disciples. Jesus told them to feed the people. They showed their confusion in asking, are we to go and spend 200 denarii to buy bread to feed them? By the way, 200 denarii back then is equivalent to 12,000 US dollars today. Jesus here begins to teach his disciples to trust and obey. He sends the disciples to survey how much food there was. The disciples did. They found five loaves and two fish. I imagine they wondered why Jesus asked them to go and survey for the food when it was very clear and apparent that there was not nearly enough food to feed those people. 
But trusting Jesus, their teacher, they went to do what they did not understand. Jesus then told them to the people to sit down. He told them to ask them to sit, the people to sit down. So they sit them down in groups of 50s and 100. The disciples did exactly what Jesus told them to do. Jesus took the bread and fish, looked up through the heaven and prayed, and then he gave the loaves and fish to his disciples. He told them to pass it out to the people. The disciples did that again. Trusting Jesus, they did what they did not understand. They trusted and they obeyed their teacher. While the disciples knew their human, human limits, they also worshipped and served God who is without limits. The scripture stories with which they were brought up and had studied in the synagogue school have taught them that they are to be trusting and obeying God because they believe that God is abundance of love and also generosity. The scripture passages from the Psalms and the prophets and history had taught those disciples that God cared about God's people and their hunger. Specifically, I would like to bring up and read some scripture readings about that. Psalm 37 verses 18 and 19 reads, The Lord knows the days of the blameless and their heritage will abide forever. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine, they have abundance. Psalm 81 verse 10 tells us, I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. In Psalm 132 verses 13 through 15, the Lord says to Zion, I will abundantly bless its provisions. I will satisfy its poor with bread. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11 says, The Lord will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. In Isaiah chapter 49 verses 9 and 10, God says to the people, They shall feed along the ways. On all the bare heights shall be their pasture, they shall not hunger or thirst. The disciples would have especially remembered Exodus. In Exodus chapter 16 verse 4, when people got hungry in the wilderness, God said to them through Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way, I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. Knowing their background, Jesus taught his disciples to trust and obey God. When God gives the challenge, God also provides the means or resources. Those scriptures the disciples knew are also our scriptures for us today. What they learn and practice then, we should and can learn and practice now. God will give us challenges that seem beyond our limited resources and even imaginations. Yet these challenges might just be intended to teach us something new. And that new thing might help us learn to trust and obey God's call in our lives. In today's lesson, the gospel according to Mark chapter 6, we are shown 
the interaction between the trust of the disciples and the miraculous power of Jesus. I imagine the disciples served the bread and fish with wonder and awe as the food stretched to feed everyone. 5,000 men, and I'm sure there were women and children as well. Jesus, through their hands, performed a miracle that day. Jesus instructed the disciples to pick up the leftovers they did. Each of them trusted and obeyed Jesus. Each ended up with a full basket and a deep awareness of God's abundant and overflowing generosity in Jesus. God still works miracles of all kinds through us today. God in Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit still calls us to huge challenges. God still works through our trust and obedience to make the seemingly impossible happen. We, like the disciples, are called to trust in a power, wisdom, compassion, and resources beyond our own. We are to remember that the greatest asset we have is Jesus Christ himself. As the church, we continue to struggle between the limits of our humanity and the call and abundance of God. We sometimes falter in our efforts to trust and obey God. The good news is that we are not always faltering. We have been a part of trust and obedience working miracles. Just last Saturday, our trusting and obeying God's call was seen in the Day of Hope event when we helped over 200 community children get ready for school. Trust and obedience also led God work through Church of the Palms several years ago. I will tell a story of many. One person got a vision to help those with mental health and counseling needs. That person trusted what would be needed, would be provided, and obediently shared the vision. More people caught the vision and trusted God's abundance and obeyed God's call to share. Now Church of the Palms is one part of the community of churches and people who are involved in the work of the Samaritan Counseling. Last year alone, 11 professional counselors helped people with issues of mental illness and life's challenges through 6,700 counseling sessions. The cry was heard, God was trusted, we and many others were and still are the hands and wallets that obeyed God's call to care. This great ministry of caring continues as we trust and obey. In the end, despite ourselves, back to my story, John Peters and I became very, very good friends. To a point that we even had nickname for one another and continued keeping in touch for many, many years after we graduated. We learned through Father Nyanaraja's teaching that semester the lesson that was intended for us. We learned to trust God's working through our professor. We learned to trust one another as brother and sister in Christ. And we learned to trust that each of us had God-given gifts to serve Christ through the church. He now serves Church of South India in South India.
As we struggle in our human limits to trust and obey God, let us remember what the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Yes, it all comes back to loving God, who unconditionally loves us first. Friends, let us trust and obey our God every day of our lives in all things we do. Amen.